Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 603 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you live here from the campus of UNLV out in Las Vegas, inside the Thomas & Mack Center and the uh, Cox Pavilion. So my apologies for the background noise. I was not able to go back to my hotel. I am on shift this evening and working, so I was not able to leave the actual building. I'm covering basketball all day long and all night long, so my apologies for the lack of audio quality, but hopefully we'll, we'll be getting back to our roots here. If you're a long-time listener, you will know that I record often from Phillips Arena, which, be, which became State Farm Arena, and uh, now we are uh, back in our element here talking about the Hawks from inside the building, so apologies for the background noise, but we'll hopefully get through this thing together. The uh, main part of the podcast will be a breakdown of what transpired today on Tuesday with, with the Hawks winning by 20 points over the Pacers to get their first summer league victory. I did want to uh, start with that on the podcast. The big headliner of the day in terms of the game itself was actually the guy who was not playing, and that was DeAndre Hunter. He was actually ruled out just a few minutes before tip-off with a sore knee. Um, Matt Hill, who was talking, um, actually is assistant coach for the Hawks, he was talking in place of Greg Foster, who's the Hawks head coach in summer league and a, one of the lead assistants. Um, he actually indicated that there was nothing serious going on with Hunter's knee at this point in time, which is obviously good news. He's to be pretty, pretty precautionary, and Hunter is reported, reportedly going to be day-to-day, according to what Matt Hill had to say. No big surprise. There's no reason to push him in any way, shape, or form at this point in time. You will definitely note that guys like Zion Williamson, Jared Culver, have a shut down entirely from Summer League. John Morant was already missing. Of course, Cam Reddish, a top-ten pick, is not going to be participating in Summer League. So nothing new on that front. Although there's no real word at this point in time about Hunter when it comes to whether he's going to be playing moving forward. But for now, it's a day-to-day injury and one that is, quote, nothing serious, end quote, and we'll leave it there for now. But that that did leave the Hawks with a little bit less talent on the floor, a little bit less intrigue with regards to the proceedings. The Hawks did play pretty well in this game, especially when compared to the last two games. But um, the first part of this game, they they took a 20-14 lead after kind of a rough um, first few minutes. There was a beautiful... Beautiful play by Bruno Fernando, who took a a, a jump, sorry, a, a pump fake on the three-point line, dribbled into a jump shot on the right wing, uh, going going into the left part of the lane, going to his left. That was a reminder of his talent. Knocked that down. He probably should have, he probably should have shot the three. Actually, he was asked about that after the game, and uh, he, he even noted that the, the Hawks want him to be shooting that three-point shot. But it was uh, just a reminder of his, of his talent and that he's a seven-footer who really moves like a guard in some different ways. That was a very smooth and encouraging little outcome there for Fernando. We'll talk about him more later, but that was uh, something I wanted to point out. In contrast, he had one of the worst air balls you'll ever see on a uh, on a bad fadeaway jumper out of the post. So the highs and lows of rookies in summer league and just some league in general is uh, worth pointing out. Uh, elsewhere in the game, we'll, we'll come back to the individual players in a moment, but the Hawks had a nice little run uh, pretty much after the first few minutes the entire rest of the game. They won every quarter in this contest. The big pull away was in the second half, but Jordan Seibert had a stretch where he made four straight threes to help the Hawks kind of push the lead out. There was an 11-2 run open, open the second quarter, go back 15 points, and the Hawks kind of, kind of – um, Put the pedal to the middle at, at some different points in that, in that range. The Hawks did have, I guess, at least some threat in the second half briefly, but in terms of wins and losses, that doesn't really matter a whole lot in this game, but certainly these guys want to win um, more than anything, so they finally get a win here, and I put that one on the board so they will not go winless in Las Vegas. Offensively, it was much, much better, though. The Hawks shot 52% from the floor, 38% from three, um, had 17 assists against only, I guess, you know, still too many turnovers. 18 turnovers in summer league is just kind of the way things work. But defense actually worked pretty well as well. They held the Panthers to four of 29 from three, which is jarringly bad, obviously. And 35% from the floor speaks for itself in, in, this, in the same right. So the Hawks, I thought, um, played much better in this game. Individually, uh, the guys that matter um, were kind of quiet in some ways. You know, Bruno Fernando only had six points. 
one rebound, three block shots. Matt Hill talked about Fernando, how they wanted to be more of a rebounder than he showed in this game. Um, I thought personally in the second half he kind of peddled off a little bit effort-wise. Effort we saw sort of a decline in his effort and his uh, sort of, he was, it wasn't necessarily attacking um, guys at the rim as a defender. His rebounding was kind of peddling off a little bit. That's going to come and go. For, you know, he was, it was definitely a hot and cold performance from him. And, it, and, it, and as you might expect for a rookie in summer league, that wasn't exactly jarring in a lot of ways. But I thought Fernando will be better in the future. Wasn't great in this game, but did have some nice flashes that you want to see, including that dribble pull-up and also a couple of defensive things where he recognized things quickly and was able to react and use his length and burst to make plays around the rim. Uh, elsewhere, Charlie Brown made his debut for the Hawks, the two-way wing out of St. Joseph's. So after missing the first two games, he was not shy in terms of shooting. Took 15 shots in this game to lead the entire game. Um, and uh, you know his three-point shot wasn't there. He was 0-4 from, from three, but he's definitely a shot maker, shot creator. 18 points for Brown. Three rebounds and an assist. Defensively, he had some ugly moments. Um, and uh, having watched a lot of him on tape since he was uh, signed to a 2A contract, I can confirm to you that defense is not going to be a strength for Charlie Brown, early on at least. But his shot making is definitely there. You can definitely see the talent. He's, he's long and athletic and has a nice jump shot. So that's something to keep and build on from the future. Other guys who were, uh, who I guess, really the only, other, only other guy that definitely matters for the future, at least the, at least the near future, is Jalen Adams, who struggled again in this game. Had three points, seven turnovers, did have five assists, three rebounds, with one of four from the floor, one of four from the free throw line. Adams is not doing himself any favors right now. We've been talking about Adams a lot in the last couple of weeks about his non-guaranteed contract and how I've been on the record as saying repeatedly that I think the Hawks should move on from him. Um, that is not been quiet at all with the way that he's played in summer league. I think um, the last two games are kind of jarring and to, to, to the point where I would, if, if I was Travis Schneider, it would be a pretty easy decision for me to move off of Jan Adams. I was kind of already there before this. I know Jeff Siegel and I talked about him uh, you know, even, even a few months ago, and it seemed like he was going to be a non-guaranteed guy that you just move on from. But in recent days, it's been even more clear, in my opinion, and after these two games. I know it's summer league, but the fact that he's not standing out, it's not, not necessarily that he's been bad. It's that he's, he's been so bad in summer league. And normally you want a guy who's going to be on your roster to look good in summer league, to look comfortable, and uh, he's not really looked that way. So, no, uh, no shame in that necessarily. I'm not trying to get, on, not, not trying to pick on Jalen Adams, but for someone who has been, uh, is going to be, I guess, judged on a different standard than a lot of other players because he's going to be projected to be on the on the team this next year. I would be moving off from him at this point in time, and we'll, we'll talk about him more. I'm sure he'll play on Thursday and then beyond that for the Hawks. But uh, the guarantee date for Jalen is later in July, and we'll keep an eye on him in the future. Um, otherwise, everybody else's non-roster invites that were on the floor in this game. The best player, I thought, out of, the, out of, out of this bunch was Tajir McCall. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals for McCall in 29 minutes. I really like him quite a bit. I wish he could shoot. He's a little bit smaller than you would want as well, but someone who I really enjoy. I think he's a, a fringe NBA player, to be sure, at this point in time because of the jump shot. But McCall would be, if I had to pick one guy who was a non-roster invite to be uh, brought to training camp, he would certainly be the choice, or maybe even the two-way conference that the Hawks have. I, I would still be surprised if the Hawks used a two-way, or uh, definitely a roster spot, but definitely you know, one of the, either one of those things on, a, on any of these guys that are on the team right now. But if I had to pick one, it would be McCall. I do enjoy him, and if you can pick, fix a jump shot, you might have something there with the uh, former Tennessee State standout. Elsewhere, Nick Ward had seven rebounds, three, three, three points, didn't do a whole lot there. Reed Travis was pretty quiet. I thought um, Thomas Winbush was actually pretty good in this game. Ten points, five rebounds. Not too much to talk about him in, in the fact, but I thought I think actually think he's played pretty well all three games. And as a bench player in summer league, it's kind of all you can ask for. 
Jordan Seibert, I referenced before, made four threes in a row. He actually made seven threes in this game. He was seven of nine from three. That is a pretty impressive performance shooting the basketball. That's pretty much his only trait that you would be uh, interested in as an NBA player right now for Jordan Seibert. But the Hawks brought him in once before as a 10-day contract, so a little bit closer eye on him than some. And the shooting obviously played up well in this game. A lot of Hawks fans asking me about Jordan Seibert during and after this game. I would point you to Sunday where he was uh, pretty much unplayable. So it's, it's, it's definitely a hot cold thing for Cyber. If the shots fall, then it's, it's something that's definitely a value. If they don't fall, there's not too much else to go on for Jordan Seibert. So, and as someone is 6'4", 6'5", there is uh, not too much intrigue there once the shots going in. And we'll talk, we'll talk about him more in the future if we need to do that. And then finally, Matt Mooney as a guy that I know Hawks fans like, and I like Matt Mooney quite a bit. Five points, four rebounds, four assists. Four turnovers was plus 10 in 14 minutes. Didn't play a lot, which kind of surprised me a little bit. He played, he was sort of pedaled off in terms of in terms of his minutes a little bit. Oh, but it's just a situation where Mooney is, uh, you know, not quick enough necessarily to be a primary NBA point guard. His ball handling was exposed in this game, I thought, to a certain degree. He had a couple of instances where he was clearly overmatched against uh, quick NBA-level defenders, and uh, that's going to be the problem with Mooney as, as a lead guard. I think as a, as a, as a supporting off-ball piece, there's a lot of shooting defense there that you would like, but he's also not that big. So he's kind of a classic tweener in some ways. I think he'll, I think he'll be probably good in a different setting than in the NBA. He's probably not going to be an NBA player based on the role that he's been, um, I guess, cast in here for the Hawks. So all that to say, not too much to talk about here other than the fact that Fernando had his moments. Um, Adams really struggled, and Charlie Brown uh, came out firing in his first professional action as a member of the Hawks. Those three guys are going to be around for the future. So we'll, obviously, we'll spend more, most of our time looking forward on those three gentlemen in Summer League, unless Hunter is able to return. If, he is, if he's able to play, it'll be again on Thursday. The Hawks are in action on Thursday, and that'll be their last pre-scheduled game. After that, the Hawks will play at least one more, probably only one more because they have two losses already. But in a new format change this year, only the top eight teams advance to the tournament. The Hawks do not project to be in those top eight teams. So um, after the after the first four pre-scheduled games ending on Thursday, the Hawks will play one more time in the consolation game, either on Friday or Saturday, depending on how the schedule falls. There is no rhyme or reason, I was told today, in terms of uh, how that how those games are scheduled. So I will find out, as you will find out, on Thursday evening, and I will pass the information along to everybody. But uh, for now, Thursday is the next game that, that you'll see for the Atlanta Hawks. Nothing uh, planned on the podcast between now and then, unless... Famous last words, last time I said this, the last two times there have been uh, big time moves that the Hawks have made. And there's still a roster spot to be filled. So if the Hawks could do, could do something between now and then, but if nothing else, nothing else changes, I will come back on Thursday, either from the arena or from my hotel room to break down the last of, of the scheduled preseason um, summer league games and uh, we'll go on from there. So please subscribe to this podcast. I know it's a little bit shorter than normal on the pod today, um, but you know, I'm on the road. It's bad sound quality, et cetera, et cetera. But I wanted to get back, I wanted to get you guys a new podcast. So uh, my apologies for all of the inconveniences here, but hopefully the speed makes up for it. And we'll talk uh, later on in the week for more. So please subscribe, tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, and we will see you in a couple of days.